Hey, guess what I had the other day? The stomach virus? No. Duck <laughs> duck donuts from beautiful Clark, New Jersey. Oh, my. Cl- yeah. uh, we haven't plugged the Clark Chamber of Commerce in quite a long time. They're probably pretty disappointed in their capital outlay into us. Howdy, it's Wednesday, September 4th, 2019, and this is episode 107 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? The NFL football back. I'm so excited. No, I actually don't care at all. Dun-dun-dun-dun! <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I mean, we were just talking about our potential picks for the uh, podcast superiority pool and how little we know, which I think makes us formidable opponents. Uh, absolutely. I think it's like the, you know, anything. The less you know, the better off you're going to do. It's the, always the people that just choose their NCAA brackets based on mascot name. They're the ones that always win. So we're in really good shape, I think. Yeah, I feel like with a lot of things, like any learned skill or knowledge, I always get myself to a point where it's like, I know just enough to be dangerous to myself. Like sports <laughs> betting. It's like, I feel like I'm, I know just enough about this to screw myself over. I thought you were like, had the greatest winning streak in the history of sports betting going for yeah, a while. Yeah, pretty much 50-50 since then. But with like bonus bets and everything, I'm up significantly. That's good. There are a lot. You should just sign up basically... Sign up for every New Jersey sports book online because they're just free money everywhere. I think Eric has talked about this a lot on the Better Life. Between referral bonuses and sign up bonuses, there's a lot of either your first bet you get rebated if you lose. I don't know if rebated is a word, or they will match your first bet. So you bet like fifty bucks, and then you do they just put another fifty dollar bet into your account? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of free money to be had. Yeah, we've talked talked about that but uh I, I think there's a lot of free money to be had in any online casinos the key is just to stop and withdraw the funds once you're done with those bets <laughs> but that's not fun so i mean one thing i'll say like one nice thing about the sports betting online is that i remember when the poker was like a big online boom there were a lot mm-hmm. of similar bonuses right and it was like yep hey i can deposit 100 bucks and they'll match 100 bucks and then that gradually got whittled down to where it was like you can deposit a hundred bucks and they'll match a hundred bucks, but you have to contribute like $10,000 to rakes in in order to get this hundred bucks. Right. And so that's happened, I think more with the casinos where you've got to play like 10 times or whatever. It's not just like one time through, uh, but with sports betting, there's still a lot of bonuses to be had. And there's a lot of bonuses, especially from what I can tell on points bet, which is my current site that I like Mm -hmm. defected from DraftKings. They run a lot of stuff where it's, like, no juice, or they'll bump up the lines to, like, encourage you to gamble. Sort of ways to give you some value that's kind of cool. I never do any of them, but it's worth following if you're really a degenerate about this sort of stuff. Yeah, or if you like free money. Yeah, so I think I've got four accounts open now. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. And I haven't cashed out of any of them, even though I'm positive <laughs> in all of them. So I should probably start doing that. It's going to be your story, like when you had the Borgato online account and you're just like, oh, they're just not letting me cash out. I guess I just need to keep playing. <laughs> well, so my argument for keeping money in multiple accounts is that 
every site has different lines. And so, you know, even if points bet is giving me some bonus or I have some bonus bet somewhere and I want to bet on some game where at one site, the team I want to bet on is minus 140 and at another site, they're minus 120. I'll bet my own money minus 120 rather than a bonus bet minus 140 because I'm like, well, if I actually think this is going to (laughs) happen, I want to get the right amount. And so that becomes even more true if you're actually betting money that's in your account. So there's a lot lot to be said for like doing comparisons like that. And then if you really want to get crazy, there's ways to basically get free money in terms of arbitrage. Yes. You can arbitrage your way to free money. So I I don't do all of that. I I just can't do the homework on that, but I've definitely seen opportunities there for, for stuff like that. I mean, I think with any of that stuff, whether it be sports betting or anything else, I mean, there's plenty of people that do like uh, retail arbitrage, like you buy crap from whatever store and sell it on eBay. And it's just like, uh, it seems like the worst kind of work that there could possibly be to me. But some people like it. So 2007, uh, the Sands was demolished. Unlike what we said last time, uh, it was not demolished in 2017. What? <laughs> was in fact demolished in 2007. You don't remember that from last episode? There are no mistakes on this podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. So pour out some of your drink for the Sands. Of all the Atlantic City properties, it was one of them. (laughs) You loved it. Don't act like you have neutral feelings toward the Sands. The best automatic, you know, people mover walkway to get into the building of any of the casinos. I don't know. The one from Bally's bus terminal. It's not outside the building. No. So yeah, I, I think it's, by it's default, not from the boardwalk, so it's not quite the same. So also in 2007, the showboat remodeled the Bourbon Tower, which is their mm-hmm. oldest tower. And I, I think that that really was what turned everything around for them and why they're the flourishing casino they are now. We love the showboat. We talk about our love for it all the time. We go there and play in the Asian room frequently. Oh, man, that Asian room with the noodle bar behind it. It's amazing. Oh, it's I, so good. I hear they also had the coldest Coors Light. The coldest Coors Light. <laughs> Wait, that's a throwback to like episode three. Oh man, I nope. forgot totally forgotten about that. Nobody's gonna get that. But by the way, it, it must be said that I haven't heard much about any uh small boxes built on uh the volleyball courts, so Yeah. No that's no looking good for me. Yeah. On Bart's boxes slots. So on December twelfth, the Casino Control Commission de- denied Tropicana's application for a renewal of their casino license. Uh, the commission cited abysmal regulatory compliance, as well as a lack of business ability, financial responsibility, and a lack of good character, honesty, and integrity. So they were not pulling any punches. So all things that could be said about do for a win the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. Which let me tell you, we've been selling some T-shirts, and we are certainly showing a lack of business ability. It is. <laughs> The goal was to break even, and I think we are not doing that, so... No. Uh, there have been some mistakes in some of the shipping prices we've charged people, but being men of our word, we've shipped them out anyway, and... Uh, that's part of you know, so Some lessons have been learned about how much it costs to ship t-shirts. I'm always blown away by how much shipping is, because I think I'm, like... I, I right, did, as like, a consumer now, it's like, shipping is just a thing that's free. Like, it just cannot be expensive. But yeah, and I did it like, is. a lot of eBay stuff, I don't know, like 10 years ago. And shipping was like nothing. It was like, oh, everything fits in a flat rate box for like $4. Those flat rate boxes are like $12 now. Mm. Anyways, that's this is what the people care about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so they were placed, Tropicana placed under the control of a trustee former New Jersey State Supreme Court Justice Geary Stein. And this is actually just, how we got to say, Carl Icahn. 
that sounds like super shady that yeah. it's an ex-judicial guy that's running the Tropicana. Just, just took this like, guy up. If you ever like, this is just the perfect embodiment to me. Like, I don't even know if it was shady at all or not. Like, I know nothing about this, but it's just like, yeah, it sounds like New Jersey. It is. It's very New Jersey. So they appealed this all the way to the New Jersey State Supreme Court and lost that appeal in what apparently was a shockingly let me tell you, fast decision. When it's an ex-New Jersey Supreme Court guy who's going to be able to take over the casino. <laughs> the Supreme Court, surprisingly, backs former New Jersey. The New Jersey State Supreme Court somehow sided with uh, New Jersey State Supreme Court Justice Gary Stein. Like I said. <laughs> <a> shocking decision. <laughs> I don't know if anything shady happened or not, but let's just say like the optics of the whole situation don't look great. Uh, man, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, but I, actually, I think this led to two years later, bankruptcy court or bank, bankruptcy auction, Carl Icahn purchasing Trop. Uh, Nineteen oh seven. Yeah. How do we want to handle this story? Should we just read portions of it? Or? I, I don't know. I mean, I really struggled to find anything about nineteen oh seven. There were a lot of pictures on the internet of like the steel pier in nineteen oh seven, which looks nothing like today's steel pier. But the one article I came across. With a shocking headline, although, you know, it's 1907, so how shocking uh -huh. is it really? Atlantic City Hotel apologizes to Bertha Rayner Frank for anti-Jewish discrimination, which was interesting, but even more interesting as you read yeah. more of the article. So, I don't know, I guess I can link to this article. I don't know. The link is to the Jewish Women's Archive, and I think cites a New York Times article repeatedly. Yes, New York Times, about Mrs. Frank's outrage. Yes, indeed. So basically, she showed up at a hotel. She was at the Marlboro Blenheim. Sp spoken of last episode or a couple episodes yes. ago, right? Yeah. So this is only, uh, I think, a year after the Blenheim opened. Yep. And so she was staying there for a while, or had been, stayed there earlier in the year, and then reserved lodging for her family, her two, two of her nieces, and she was confronted with a clerk's inquiry as to whether her nieces were, quote, Hebrews. And the company explanation was that we don't entertain Hebrews. So she was outraged being a Jewish right. woman of status. And I will say, like, as you read the article, the outrageous thing, at least to Miss Frank, wasn't necessarily that a hotel would not want to entertain hebrews as they put it but it was the fact that they did not want to entertain her and her family because she was the sister of a senator and you know usually even if it was super normal back then which it seems like from the article it was that just places would not serve jews that if you were of a certain status you did not expect to be discriminated against even though everyone else who shared whatever status with you was yeah so this is all like kind of a very 1907 just a different time kind of it seems super 1907 uh yeah so that one of the one of the I, I feel like as i read this like every paragraph was crazier than the last yes just in terms of this the layers of like oh yeah i mean she's annoyed because of this anti-semitism and then it like keeps going deeper so like very early on it's like oh this is systemic according to the times prominent jews sent inquiries about getting lodging and they got letters back saying the patronage of hebrews is not solicited 
so it's like, oh, wow, it was rampant. Except then, as you said, it gets more and more into like, well, you know, but like not us, right? Like we're people of society. Um, so it's just kind of a crazy story. And then I think the hotel eventually apologized. It was kind of like, oh, yes, you're right. Apologize just to her. Yes. This is I mean, the, the really unbelievable quote. Well, I mean, like I, like you said, the whole article is pretty unbelievable to our modern ears. But uh, let's see. The hotel management equivocated about their policy toward Jews, noting that we have many well-known and prominent Hebrews among our regular patrons, and we've never had any difficulty with them. But also maintaining that we have always reserved the right to exercise a certain degree of discrimination in respect to our patrons. So <laughs> essentially, like, yeah, if you're Jewish, but rich or like have a lot of status like it's probably fine but if you're not then like no way and a certain degree of discrimination (laughs) (laughs) just the amazing word choice really everything kind of crazy about this whole thing uh you know obviously i'm sure it seems weird to make light of the whole thing but i i'm thinking about the simpsons episode where homer is the fake Krusty the clown and he goes to the restaurant and the guy's like Krusty, I won't sit you next to all this scum. And everybody's like, what? Because they hear him call them scum. And he's like, hey, I only consider you scum compared to Krusty. (laughs) I feel like that's sort of the same thing. Mm -hmm. But also not really. Anyways, that's enough anti-Semitism. Yeah. It's it's quite an article. It's very 1907. It's really out there. It's crazy. It, it, It Craig was exactly right. As you read it, it keeps getting like wilder and wilder. So, yeah, I, w- I was sort of like, eh, should we really talk about this? It's so weird. And, like, it seems just like a crappy thing to talk about. But it's really not necessarily the crappiness of it, which is just sort of, like, on its face, obviously very crappy. It's the total ridiculousness of the way the crappiness is explained and how they're like, oh, this is not crappy in the way you think. It's crappy in an entirely different way. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not to say that, you know even today that people of a certain status that may get discriminated against if they weren't of that status, like that certainly still happens, but certainly it's not as out in the open as they, (laughs) as it was in 1907 where they're like, totally like, yeah, if you have status, like you're good, but if you don't like, do not come. I mean, for me, they do send engraved notifications that say you get the punitive rates. (laughs) We do not request the patronage of people of your gambling status. People who no play them. It's probably not a protected class, really. Uh, Why not? (laughs) I should see. You should just let them know you're alive. We're getting into a lot of trouble here. (laughs) So we have t-shirts. Yeah. We mentioned our money losing proposition. You can order them on our website. $14 small through extra large. $16 2XL through 4XL. Although those sizes, I think, are running out, right? Going fast. I believe... Okay, so I do not know why you listed small. That is not a size we ever oh, yeah, had. right. Yes, no, there's no small. There's there's a medium. There's one medium, one black medium left, and I believe one black 3X and one black 4X left as well. So kind of the extreme sizes we're starting to run down on. Uh, larges and XLs, we have quite a few, so... Okay. Yeah, so... And those prices that Craig mentioned, 14 and 16, that is with shipping. So Yeah, and you can order those through the website, twoforwind.com. Extremely limited edition shirts. Yes. I said, I joked in the Facebook group, unless we decide to print more. I think if we were to get more t-shirts some someday, like episode 200 or something, it would be a different design. I, I agree. I think, I think, well, we'll see. 
if you know probably if 2000 people come banging down our door tomorrow maybe we'll print more but i don't expect that to happen so i think this will be the only printing i don't appreciate your pessimism but you know i think we would probably infringe on someone else's trademark or copyright for the next shirt uh yeah i mean we certainly wouldn't have done that with the shirt because copyright infringement is not good or and good. and you can't go to the same well twice you've got to <laughs> <laughs> there's no new jersey state boards that we would ever infringe by their copyright no absolutely not no ah, we that would get be wrong due for a win being put in the hands of some former <laughs> supreme court justice <laughs> the negative value let's just say that i would not be optimistic about the court case <laughs> yeah, no. the negative value of due for a win people clamoring <laughs> this that. episode probably did not endear us to the New Jersey judiciary. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So. Episode over. Podcast over. <laughs> the Atlantic Club is going to be a filming location for a new Netflix zombie movie called Army of the Dead. Uh, I first saw this because, I guess, uh, listener Tiffany uh, tagged us in our feedback section of the website, right? Oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. And she was like, what the heck? Why is there a bunch of these generators or whatever they are, air conditioning things on the outside of the Atlantic Club? And within days, there were multiple articles about what that's about, which is that they're going to use it to film this zombie movie. Which the most shocking thing to me is that Army of the Dead is not already the title of an existing zombie movie. Right. Army of and of the Dead, I think, have been used in multiple zombie movies. But I guess they just haven't put the, the two together into an Army of the Dead. Uh, filming is starting this month. Uh, there's a description of the plot from NJ.com. I'll link to the article that says, In the film directed by Zack Snyder, who directed 300, and starring Dave Bautista of Guardians of the Galaxy, there has been a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas. The movie, which also filmed in New Orleans, I mean, sorry, in New Mexico, not New Orleans. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> follows a heist attempt. Basically the same thing. Same place. Follows a heist attempt in a quarantine zone. So I'm guessing that means that the Atlantic Club is post-zombie apocalypse Vegas in this scenario? I mean, it's certainly, even these days, post-zombie apocalypse. It, it does fit that. Is it zombie dolphins playing oh my video God. poker at the bar? If the Dizzy Dolphin is in this movie, it will be the finest film ever created so what i want out of this movie i'm not you know i'm not excited about this at all i'm not in on the zombie thing didn't watch any walking dead i want clearly visible and obvious things that not only make it clear that it's atlantic city but make it clear that it cannot be vegas so like i want them to be like oh my god (laughs) vegas is going to the zombies as they stand on the boardwalk overlooking the atlantic ocean (laughs) chewing on frailinger's taffy which yes. would totally survive the zombie ap- apocalypse. Oh, to- yeah. Saltwater taffy, like, I think that would survive anything. Yeah, you can't kill it. It's like cockroaches. I mean, I, it's, like, not biodegradable, right? I, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think if you throw that away, that'll be in the landfill forever. <laughs> uh, I love saltwater taffy, but there's, yeah, it's not something you should be ingesting. <laughs> so I, one thing I wondered about this, and I don't know if we can even come up with any answers, is what other Atlantic City casinos or former casinos would be typecast in different ways 
Well, so, so here's my question then. Why would they film it in Atlantic City and New Mexico? They could have just filmed it in Atlantic Club and Wild Wild West, which is basically New Mexico, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yes. See, but they were not trying to make it look like New Mexico. Mm. Probably they were trying to make it look like Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, like, the, the deserts of New Mexico and the Virginia City Buffet are probably about the same thing. Probably. I can't. I, I mean, the one thing I came up with is Showboat is basically post-zombie apocalypse Atlantic City. But but they probably went and looked at it, and they were like, too real. <laughs> Stepped foot on that empty casino floor, and they were like, no, <laughs> we can't send a crew here. <laughs> Showboat would be good uh, post-apocalyptic New Orleans, I think. Oh, it would be good post-apocalyptic New Orleans. I like it. Yeah. I don't know what it says that we've just focused on post-apocalyptic with former Atlantic City casinos. I feel like that's not saying good things for Atlantic City. What about all the positives? What about, like, Ocean? That's very nice, a very nice property. And you yeah. could film there right now and say it's, like, post some sort of, I don't know, plague or something where everyone's died. And that's why there's <laughs> no one in the property. Uh, except there, I mean, there would be workers there, which doesn't make any sense yeah. in that scenario, right? Like somehow the actual workers at the ocean have been immune. Yeah, and, yeah. and patrons of the sports book. <laughs> That's about it. Anything else? No, I, sh- I don't. I feel really like this is a segment that does not have legs. Yeah. We went for it, and that's what's important. It is what's important. Resorts is some sort of, you know, like Benjamin Button scenario, right? Like, y- Yeah, I mean, resorts <laughs> is just... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Okay, moving on. Speaking of speaking of ocean, which we spoke of at some point. Yeah. The segue, A+. Plus. District bars and restaurants are open as of 8.30. Uh, Jackie M. and Christine O. in the EAC Facebook group, Everything AC Casinos Facebook group, both posted photos. Uh, do you want to talk about them? Because you have seen them. It's by 8.30, you mean August 30th, not 8.30 p.m. tonight. True. It basically looks like a smallish food court. It sort of is like if they crammed a smaller version of what the Borgata food court used to look like back when it had Fatburger into a smaller space, but also with like the generic names of the current Borgata food court. <laughs> so that's what I got. That's my best description. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, it seems to me like calling this the district bars and restaurants is a little bit of a stretch because it's basically little food court food kiosks. Like it's like a wall with cutouts for food ordering. I mean, I go, I'd go check it out. But for my limited meals when I'm in Atlantic City, I probably would not be too excited for that. I mean, you know, I love the Borgata food court. So do you the current Borgata food court, the marketplace? It's, it's it's still fine. I've been known to go buy a, a soda down there and just go fill it up as if I were in any of the kind of smaller Maryland casinos, which have uh, soda fountains. Uh-huh. We should go to the horseshoe. Let's talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> so that's the thing. Go check out the Ocean District bars and restaurants. It's behind Distrito. They were not kidding. It is not in the buffet space, despite what many people are saying online. They weren't lying. They were not lying. Shockingly, Ocean not lying about their own property and yeah. the layout of their own property. Do you want to talk about Stockton? Yeah, so they're running a series of AC walking tours in September, which I thought is something that's very cool and something that I wish there was more of. Uh, sort of like these history slash heritage walking tours. 
So they're going to be back-to-back-to-back Sundays starting on September 15th. The first is a Veterans Heritage Tour, and I'll read some uh, description from their website. Learn about Atlantic City's involvement in various military campaigns and the hometown heroes who braved them all. So then Sunday, I know I've already piqued your interest, but I'll keep going. (laughs) Yes, keep, keep going. Sunday, September 22nd, Ducktown Revitalization Tour. Learn about the current culture and revitalization efforts taking place between Missouri and Texas Avenue. Notable sites include the Noise Arts Garage, where we've been. Yep. Of Stockton University. Uh, Dante Hall, White House Sub Shop, Docks, Oyster House. Been there. And the historic (laughs) 500 Club site. That just reminds me I need to go to Ducktown Tavern. Still have not been. I know. Yeah. That's absolutely undefendable. The last tour, which they are calling Louisa Max LGBT, LGBT tour, but I'm pretty sure they mean Louise Mac because Louisa Mac is somebody totally different. It's like a poet. And this tour focuses on the Orange Loop in reference to the orange properties on a Monopoly board. This neighborhood was once considered the gayborhood of Atlantic City. <laughs> uh, so they're going to go to various places around the Orange Loop. So I think it's a cool idea, and I hope there's more of it to come. I hope. People go on these tours. It seems mostly focused at at locals, just in terms of that's probably the people who's interested in going on these sort of tours. But if I was in town any of these weeks, I think really any of these tours I would probably be interested in doing. Um, So they're $25 each. You can book yourself for all three for $65. uh, And I'll post a link in the website. Get excited. Oh, I'm super excited. So Iron Room, their final dinner service at the old location was on September the 1st. So the they are now closed down on old Albany Avenue, where I used to always come into the city to go to the Atlantic Club. Yes. and Or the Hilton. Or the yeah, ACH. Yeah, yeah the, the Hilton really is where I was going. So dinner service at the new location is starting in the fall. So I guess right now it's just... Uh, Whatever it has been at the new location in the Orange Loop. Yeah, it's like, like coffee, pastries, like, and yeah, some sort breakfast of like and meat and cheese. Brunch stuff, yeah. yeah. So I, this is, I'm excited about this, if only because I was growing increasingly concerned that the new location was basically going to be like a glorified coffee shop. So I'm happy to see that there will be dinner service. So what I thought might have ended up happening was the Iron Room basically became a coffee shop, and the Iron Room is in the old heyday coffee space. And then they use the Rhythm and Spirits next door as as sort of more of the adventurous menu. But no, it seems like they are going to have dinner service at the Iron Room. So uh, I am excited to go see what this space looks like, both that and Rhythm and Spirits next time we go, whenever that may mm-hmm. be. 20, like, 46. <laughs> That's pretty optimistic. Yeah, so we'll start planning now. Mm-hmm. Well, think about how many Dufour Win shirts we will have sold by 2046. Uh, probably yeah. like four or five more than we sold now. Yeah. So sports betting. It's a thing people do. We've talked about it already. Yeah. Uh, so for some reason, there's been a big uptick in stories about it. I don't think anything is happening soon that would cause that. But it's Certainly nothing we pay, pay attention to. No, nothing we're participating in with other Atlantic City podcasts <laughs> yeah. so we can lose all of our money. Oakland. Everybody needs to be rooting for Oakland to win and score 33 points this weekend, by the way. Yes, let's just say that. Not for any specific reason, no. but at least we have a team. We weren't the... Uh... The Zonk. Yes, the Zonk. Poor, poor Mikey Nines, the Zonk. Oh, was he the Zonk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if he was the Zonk every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. 
so anyway, yeah, casinos are doing some stuff on, on Sunday for the NFL season, presumably. So the Book of Ballys is having its grand opening at noon on Sunday, even though it's been open. I've seen it. Uh, former Eagles Chris Long, Hollis Thomas, and Fred Barnett will be there. Get excited. I've heard of one of those people. I don't know if I've heard of any. What? Chris Long is Howie Long's son. Oh. Yeah, man. Donated, like, his entire salary a bunch of years. Mm. Or a couple of years. Whatever. Uh, Borgata's running a football hotel package, room starting at 129 with $50 food and beverage credit for Moneyline Bar and Book. Uh, you must call to see the dates and prices, which sucks, but whatever. It means that uh, you will never, you yes. specifically, will never learn the dates and prices. Of the- that's that's <laughs> right. Uh, I would not. Uh, you can get a William Hill Tropicana pint glass when you place a bet or purchase a bucket at Trop's Will Hill book. Get super excited. It's the thing you've always needed. A William is. Hill Tropicana pint glass. Absolutely. And Ocean is hosting a property-wide tailgate party Sunday with cheerleaders, live DJ, Bud Light Girls, which you put with like eight S's and giveaways. Is that how you spell Bud Light Girls? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming they'll be giving away Bud Light stuff. This is all taken directly from a David Danzis article, uh-huh. which I will link to in the Press of Atlantic City. There's actually more stuff than this at the other sports books that he goes into detail. So go check that out if you're heading to Atlantic City this yes. weekend or are thinking about heading to Atlantic City this weekend. And in other gambling news, the state also passed a bill allowing the Golden Nugget to take uh, NBA bets not involving the Houston Rockets, which for those of you who don't remember, uh, Talinda Fertitta is a, an owner of the Rockets. So... It used to be that he could not take any NBA bets at all, but now they're just going to not allow him to take Rockets bets, which seems like the most reasonable outcome to me, at least. Yes, assuming that the governor ever signs it, which he has not done yet. Yeah. Taking a sweet, sweet time. And I think finally, Ocean was voted the best casino and the best comps in Best of the Press. Seems legit. What do you think of this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I know. That, so when they first opened, they were comping mm-hmm. rooms extremely generously. So I'll give them credit for that. I think best casino. I mean, we've taken some shit for like what we rank as the best. Indeed. I could see an argument if by best you mean like fanciest. Or... Yeah, it's it's the nicest casino for sure. Uh, well, it's it's up there anyway. But, you know, as Eric Rosenthal, who's now on his third mention in this episode, pointed out on Twitter, <laughs> uh, I think responded directly to them on Twitter, it seems ludicrous to name them the best comps just a couple months after they have decided that they will start expiring your comps on a rolling six-month basis, which no Indeed. one else in Atlantic City does, especially when you can't actually see an expiration date uh, and don't even know if that's the case, and... He said you, he didn't even know that it was starting until he heard us talk about it, <laughs> right? So he went and asked for a reinstatement, a one-time reinstatement. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was something they actually did retroactively, right? They announced right. that it was happening when it happened. So, uh, like you said, they, they allowed everyone to reinstate them, but they said that was a one-time thing. It will never happen again. So, yeah. No, certainly... I mean, before that happened, I think that people were actually very happy with the comps that were getting at yeah. Ocean, but it has changed everything now that that's occurred, and they simply cannot be the best comps in Atlantic City right now. In fact, I think they have to be the worst. Really? All the way to the worst? I mean, I'm not yeah. sure who would be competing with them. It's it's a really crappy role. It's a really crappy thing. Yeah. But Bad. 
it's bad that you cannot extend all of your comps by by playing. It's uh, it's just they expire no matter what after six months, which sucks. I mean, it basically means you cannot build up any comp. Yep. Like you can't save up your comps. You have to spend them basically every time you leave the property. You need to be like spend them down, which is one hundred percent what they want. Like it's absolutely what they want you to do, or they want you to let them expire, which is what they really want you to do. Yeah, right. That's for, that's that's what they want. All right, is that it? Yeah, we can we can close it out. I mean, my daughter just emerged from her room, and is now out here hanging out. So cool. All right. <laughs> so if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at facebook.com/slash/do-for-win. Find all of our great content and order a T-shirt from do-for-win.com. Uh, find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Definitely not YouTube though. Reach out to Craig on Twitter at do-for-win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions at do for a win at gmail.com any last words craig when are we going to atlantic city man that's a question that has no answer when is it happening a day trip man i i worked on monday i have a day i can take off now so to we make up for the holiday so we've discussed things such as weekends and every weekend that i'm available which is not many weekends you are not available yes it's a problem let's just go on like a monday or some shit i don't care i have like zero leave which is a problem Actually, I'm up to... Oh, I have two days of leave now. That sounds like one day more of leave than you need to go to Atlantic City. That's a good point. I mean, I don't think it's going to be this month. You disappoint me. As you hear a toilet flush in the back, because that's my kid. <laughs> cool. Good night. Bye. <laughs> Go to bed. Why are you coming over to the microphone? Hey, say hi to everybody. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, can you go lay in bed? I'll come talk to you in a minute. All right, good night. <laughs> well done. Clearly that's staying in the episode.